Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. J-E-L-L-O! The Jell-O program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston and Phil Harris in his orchestra. The orchestra opens the program with I'm Taking a Fancy to You from an old Chicago. You know, one of the nicest things about Jell-O is the easy way you can dress it up in a dozen different styles, like Jell-O cubes, for instance. Shimmering raspberry Jell-O molded firm in a shallow pan, then cut into colorful little cubes and piled in sherbet glasses. Or uh, strawberry Jell-O tarts. Fruit-rich strawberry Jell-O combined with luscious fresh berries and a chilled firm in baked tart shells. Ah, that's swell. And so is whipped lime Jell-O. All you do is chill until it's cold and syrupy, Then whip it up in a bowl of cracked ice until it's fluffy and thick like whipped cream with a lovely foamy green color. There are lots of other Jell-O tricks you'll think of to add interest and variety to your meals. And the best part of it is, Jell-O is so quick and easy to prepare, so economical, you can serve it just as often as you like. Be sure to get genuine Jell-O, though, for Jell-O brings you that delicious, extra-rich fruit flavor. A deep, rich, wonderful fruit flavor that makes every Jell-O dish a three-star hit. So when you buy, look for the big red letters on the box. They spell Jell-O. I'm taking a fancy to you played by the orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we take you to Jack Benny's dressing room at the Paramount Studio. It's Jack's first day in his new picture. Take it away, Paramount! I hate to see that evening sun go down. I hate to see that evening Rochester. sun go down. Now, for the last time, will you please stop singing? I'm trying to memorize my lines. Okay. I can't concentrate with all that noise going on. You know, your voice is nothing to write home about. Even if it was, I couldn't. Well, be quiet. And clean up this dressing room a little bit. I'm expecting Miss Joan Bennett in here to rehearse the scene we're going to shoot today. Is that the scene where you was hanging out of the window upside down? Yes, I wasn't going to do it at first, but they finally talked me into it. I knew they would. You got about as much willpower as me in a chicken coop. Well, I just gave in to keep Paramount happy. Besides that, my option had shooting pains last night. (laughs) Rochester, hand me my gray suit. I can't be standing around in my shorts when Miss Bennett comes in. That's right. They are kind of loud. (laughs) That's not what I mean. Say, boss, isn't that your makeup man standing outside there? Where? Oh, yes. Hey, Newt! Newt! I'm going to work in a little while. Aren't you going to put some makeup on me? That's the scene where you're sticking out of a window by your heels, isn't it? Yes. Well, you won't need any makeup. Your coat will hang down over your face. <laughs> over my face? Not if I have anything to say about it. You won't. So long. <laughs> well, that settles it, Rochester. I'm not going to do that scene. You can bet on that. You, I can lose on it, too. Shut up and give me that phone. Operator, get me Mr. Hornblow, the producer, and hurry. 
Rochester, I asked you to get me my gray suit. Doggone, I can't relax for a second round here. That's too bad about you. If you didn't know me so much, I'd have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> All right, now go in and get my... Hello? Hello, Mr. Hornblow. Now listen, I agreed to play that crazy window scene, but I didn't know that my coat was going to hang down over my face. How will people know it's me? By my feet? Listen, Mr. Hornblow, all feet look alike. Oh, well, you're just saying that to be nice. <laughs> but look, now look, here's the trouble. In the first scene, my face is covered up by my coat. In the next scene, I go to a mass ball, so I'm covered up again. And then in the third scene, I'm sitting in a barber's chair with a hot towel over my face. My goodness, when do I unveil? <laughs> What? Well, all right, you're the boss, but I tell you one thing, Mr. Hornblow. When I'm in the barber shop under that hot towel, I better have sparkling dialogue. Goodbye. Hmm, I don't know why I ever let people talk me into things. Rochester, I told you Miss Bennett will be here any minute. Now, where's my gray suit? Here's the pants, boss. I just pressed them. Thanks. Pressed them? Why, you've burnt them. Look at that spot right there. Where? Right there on the seat. That is a little crisp, ain't it? <laughs> Fine, burnt pants. Now what are we going to do? I don't know. If there was toast, I could scrape them. <laughs> the lucky thing, I got two pair of pants with this suit. Oh, that must be Miss Bennett. Quick, Rochester, help me on with my pants. Okay. Make it snappy. Just a minute. Hurry up, Rochester. There you are. There you are. Okay. All right, you can come in now. Hiya, Jack, old boy. What was the delay? Oh, it's you, Phil. I thought it was Joan Bennett, so I put my trousers on in a hurry. You sure did. You got one leg left over. <laughs> oh, yes. I thought they were a little tight there. Here, Rochester, help me get this on right. So you're expecting Joan Bennett, huh, Jack? I'll have to stick around and meet her. Oh, fine. I don't mind if you stay, but for heaven's sake, Phil, the minute I introduce you to Joan, don't ask for her phone number. I won't. Thanks. I got it. <laughs> Now, wait a minute. You said you didn't know Joan Bennett. How can you have her phone number? She's got a maid, hasn't she? <laughs> oh, so you go around with her maid, eh? That Mr. Harris sure is a ladies' man. A ladies' man? If he took some of that padding out of his coat, he wouldn't be so much. I hate anybody that tries to deceive people about their physique. You should talk. You tried to buy a coat with built-in muscles. I did not. I merely told my tailor to allow for them. But you haven't got any muscles. Well, I'm taking a course of exercises, and they'll be along any minute. <laughs> I wish Miss Bennett would get here so we could start rehearsing. There's the phone, Mr. Bennett. Well, why don't you answer it? It ain't for me. <laughs> well, don't put yourself out. Hello? Oh, hello, Kenny. You are? Well, we'll be listening in. Yes, you can come over later. Goodbye, Kenny. Hey, Phil, turn on the radio. Kenny's going to sing his song. Okay. I hate to see that evening sun. Quiet, Rochester. We want to hear Kenny. I've told every little star just how sweet I think you are. Why haven't I told you? 
I make up things to say on my way to you, on my way to you, I make things to say. I can write poems too when you're far away, when you're far away, I write poems too. But when you are near, my lips go dry, when you are near. I think you are Why haven't I told you I pulled ripples in the brook Made my heart an open book Why haven't I told you Friends ask me Am I in love? I always answer Yes, might as well confess If I don't, they guess Maybe you may know it too Oh, my darling, if you do Why haven't you? Turn off the radio, Phil. Say, that was very good. And you know something, Phil? Your orchestra boys play much better when you're not there to lead them. Yeah, I get them all mixed up. <laughs> you sure do. Rochester, I asked you a thousand times to clean up this dressing room. Now look at those socks dangling on the chandelier. Why don't you take them down? They ain't dry yet. Oh. And another thing, I told you to plug up that hole in the floor. The floor is full of holes. Did you look at those mouse traps I set last night? Yes, sir. We caught three mice, two rats, and a beaver. <laughs> a beaver? I was wondering who built that dam in the bathtub. <laughs> Gee whiz, Jack, I don't see why Paramount doesn't give you a better dressing room. This place is a mess. Well, it is a little bohemian, Phil, if that's what you mean. <laughs> oh, that must be Joan. Just a moment. Rochester, empty those ashtrays. Yes, sir. Come in. I guess there he is over there. Hello, Jack. Hiya, Jack. Are you surprised to see us? Oh, so it's you guys. Yes, this being your first day on the picture, we just drop in to wish you luck. We won't be in the way, will we, Jack? No, Kenny, but I want you all to behave yourselves. Uh, Joan Bennett is coming here any minute for rehearsal. Gosh, Jack, do you really have the nerve to invite her over here to this dump? Well, Looks like Mr. Zucker's wastebasket. <laughs> Listen, Mary, there's nothing wrong with my dressing room. It's very comfortable. And look at that rug there. It says Idaho potatoes on it. <laughs> Idaho is a beautiful state. If you want to know something, plenty of big stars have occupied this dressing room. You know who had it before me? Yeah, Tom Mixon Horse. <laughs> Did not. This room was occupied by Carol Lombard. Well, she left her bridle on the coat rack. <laughs> not a bridle. That's the harness I wear when I'm hanging out of the window. Hanging out of a window? I thought you said last week you weren't going to do that scene. Well, I wasn't, but I had a conference with Mr. Hornblow, and... 
Well, he convinced me that I ought to do it. You know, Jack, you haven't got any backbone at all. You let people talk you into anything. Mary's right, Jack. You're just a chump. A chump? I told him that, but he wouldn't listen to me. Shut up, Rochester. <laughs> now, look, Mary, I've got a mind of my own, and neither Mr. Hornblow nor anyone else can sway me. Not much. No. You're the kind of a guy who goes into a barbershop for a shave and comes out with a haircut, a manicure, and a ticket on a turkey raffle. <laughs> It has nothing to do with my picture, and besides, I haven't been in a barber shop for months. Then where'd you get that haircut? <laughs> it's, it's a Lulu. It's not my fault. He wouldn't hold still. <laughs> well, I was nervous. Now, Jack, don't tell me that you make Rochester cut your hair. Well, he told me he used to be a barber. I told you why I got fired, too. Oh, sure. <laughs> Say, Jack. What is it, Kenny? I was just singing at something. As long as you're going to do that scene where you fall on your head, why don't you take Kenny, a... I won't fall on my head. I'm going to hang out of a window and I'm going to have a harness around my stomach. Are you going to have a bit in your mouth, too? <laughs> no, Kenny, it's to hold me up. I'm not going to play the part of a horse. Part of a horse? Quiet. <laughs> Now, listen, fellas, I've had enough of this silly chatter. I'm nervous today, so if you want to stay here, be quiet. Well, quit hammering on that door and come in. I'm sorry, Jack. I didn't mean to disturb you. Oh, it's you, Joan. <laughs> well, I'm terribly sorry, Joan. I must apologize. If I'd have known it was you, I wouldn't have shouted like that. Do you want me to go out and come in again? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Say, you've never been over here before, have you, Joan? No, I haven't, Jack. This is quite a dressing room you've got. Oh, it's nothing much. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> well, I was going to have it redecorated, but you know, one never knows how long one's going to be here, does one? Well, you're right. One never can tell about one's job. <laughs> Jack's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Marry you, little minx. <laughs> Say, Joan, I want you to meet my radio gang. This is Kenny Baker, our young tenor. Hello, Kenny. How do you do, Miss Bennett? I've enjoyed your singing so much, really. I think you have a very fine voice. I don't care whether you mean that or not. You're my dream girl. <laughs> dream girl? Who does he like when he's awake? <laughs> I don't know. And Joan, uh, this is Phil Harris, our orchestra leader. Oh. Oh, so this is the curly-headed heartbreaker I've heard so much about. Yes, he's our corny Casanova. <laughs> How are you, Phil? How do you do, Miss Bennett? It's going to be nice knowing you. You better be careful there, Joan. You know, Phil is a pretty fast worker. He is? Yeah, man. <laughs> First thing you know, he'll ask you to go to the Trocadero with him. Oh, I wouldn't dare go out with Phil. Why not? My maid would never forgive me. <laughs> Hey, that's very good, Joan. You're the first one that ever put Phil in his place. And now I want you to meet our little leading lady, Mary Livingston. Hello, Mary. I'll bet you're as old as I am. <laughs> Mary. I could be a blonde if I wanted to. <laughs> Mary, that's very impolite. Now, you kiss Joan and make up. I won't. Then I will. Oh, no, you won't. Oh, no. Well, we're right back where we started from. 
And now, Joan, last but not lightest, I want you to meet our announcer, Don Wilson. Well, how do you do, Miss Bennett? May I tell you how thrilled I am to meet you? Yes, do. Really, my, my heart is just going pity-pat. Mine's not. Now, Mary, behave. <laughs> Well, thank you, Mr. Wilson, and I always get a kick out of the way you talk about Jell-O. You sound as though you're pretty crazy about it. Well, really, I am, Miss Bennett. Oh, he is. He is. When I say that Jell-O is the most tempting, delicious, and economical dessert, and that it tastes twice as good as ever before, I say it with every fiber of my being. And that's a lot of fiber, Joan, believe me. I tell you, Miss Bennett, I could stand here for hours and talk about Jell-O. We know you could, Don, but we've got to rehearse. Now, Joan, how about you and I going over these lines where I'm hanging upside down out of the window? Oh, you mean that scene where you fall on your head? Joan, I'm not going to fall on my head. That was merely an accident at rehearsal. Well, it was very funny. Funny? Especially when you bounce. (laughs) She would think it was funny. Well, it was funny, and shut up. All right, Joan, let's go over that scene once anyway. Now, you're passing by, and I'm hanging out of the window. I've got the first line. Okay. Oh, Vivian, Vivian. Conrad, why are you hanging out of that window? Are you crazy? No, Vivian, I'm head under heels in love. (laughs) Vivian, there's something I must tell you. I know what you're going to say, Conrad, but it can never be. Why not, dearest? You love me, don't you? Yes, but Father will never permit our marriage. He says you have no money to support me. He's got money, all right, but he won't part with it. (laughs) Rochester! Now go in the other room. There isn't any. (laughs) And keep quiet. Go ahead, Joan. Oh, Conrad, why must we continue like this? Neither of us is happy. Let's call everything off. What? Call everything off? Not so loud, you'll give Paramount an idea. (laughs) Now, Mary, we're trying to rehearse. Continue, Joan. Oh, just a minute. Come in. They're ready on the set for you, Miss Bennett. I'll be right there. They want me to? Yes, you can come along. (laughs) Well, that's sweet of them. Come on, Joan, we better get over there. Can we come along too, Jack? Oh, sure, all of you. Say, Rochester, run across the street to the camera shop and buy six rolls of moving picture film. Okay. But, Jack, what are you buying that for? Well, I'm going to shoot a scene. I've got to have film, don't I? But the studio furnishes that. They do? Why, for the last three pictures, I've been buying my own. I'm going to see Mr. Zucker about this. Come on, gang, I'll get a refund or else.
really big set, isn't it? Oh, it sure is. Boy, what they do in pictures. Gosh, look at those chorus girls. Are they working in your picture, Jack? Of course they are, Phil. Well, I'd better go over and put in a good word for you. <laughs> now, Phil, I should think you'd have learned a lesson when Miss Bennett puts you in your place. Not me. I'm always in there punching. See you later, fellas. <laughs> I bet he won't have any more luck than I did. Say, Jack, what? isn't that Mr. Zucker standing over there? Oh, yes, I must speak to him. Hello, Mr. Zucker. Hello there, Bing. <laughs> Bing? Imagine the head of the studio doesn't know me from Bing Crosby. He does on payday. But you know, Mary's like that with everybody. He just can't remember names. Hello, Mr. Zucker. Hello, Kenny. Hmm. Now that was just a wild guess Is that so? Well, I'll see Hello, Mr. Zucker Hello, Herman <laughs> You're right, Jack You see, I told you Oh, say, Jack, who's that tall fellow way over there in the corner talking to Joan Bennett? Where? Oh, that's Mitch Lyson, the director Hiya, Mitch Be right with you, Jack Excuse me a minute, fellas. I've got to go over there and see him. Say, Mitch, I want to tell you something before Jack gets over here. What is it, Joan? Anything wrong? Well, I'm not one to complain, and I like Jack personally very much, but... But what? What's the trouble? Well, I rehearsed with him two or three times, and frankly, Mitch, he cannot play a love scene. Yeah, I know, Joan, but we can't get Gable for that kind of money. <laughs> Well, I'd be willing to chip in. <laughs> so would I, but I'm afraid it's too late now. You know, Mitch, Jack's a very sweet fellow and all that, but he hasn't any more sex appeal than a fresh vegetable plate. <laughs> he doesn't seem to have any fire. Well, I did everything I could. I even fed him sterno. <laughs> Just the same, Mitch. I think that... Quiet, here he comes. Hiya, Mitch. Well, here I am, raring to go. We're just about ready for you, Jack. Okay. Light him up, boys. Now, quiet, everybody. Let's settle down. Well, Joan, do you think we better run through our love scene again before we shoot it? No, Jack. You're as good now as you'll ever be. <laughs> oh, thank you, Joan. Thank you. You know, none of us is perfect. Say, Mitch, do you mind if my gang sticks around and watches the scene? No, not as long as they're quiet. Oh, they'll be quiet, all right, won't you, kids? Sure. Sure. Not me. I'm a Shriner. <laughs> Convention is over, Kenny. We're all ready for you, Mitch. Okay. Oh, that's Teddy Tetzlaff, fellas, our cameraman. He's one of the best. Hello, Teddy. How are you, Jeffrey? <laughs> Jeffrey, I don't even know anybody by that name. It's going to be a great picture. I've got a blind cameraman. You think that's something? The sound man is deaf. He is not. Hello, Chuck. Hey? <laughs> well, that's news to me. All right, Jack Joan, we'll have one good rehearsal and then we'll shoot the scene. Now, Jack, you climb up there in the window. Okay, Mitch. Hey, give me a boost, somebody. Righto. Thanks, Mr. Zucker. <laughs> Such a democratic studio. <laughs> now, Joan, we'll take it from where Jack stops you as you pass by his window. You mean right here? Yes. Are you ready, Jack? Yep, I'm up here on the windowsill. All right, now get a good grip with your feet and hang all the way down. Come on, come on, don't be afraid. Okay. There goes all my chains. <laughs> hey, get away from there, you. 
Oh, pardon me, Mr. Zucker. <laughs> Mitch. All right, ready for rehearsal. Action. Go ahead, Jack. Oh, Vivian. Vivian. Conrad, why are you hanging out of that window? Are hold you... it, hold it. Now, Jack, please don't blush when you're talking to Joan. You're not supposed to be bashful in this scene. But, Mitch, I'm not blushing. You are, too. Your face is all red. Well, naturally it's red. I'm hanging upside down and the blood is rushing to my head. Well, stop it. <laughs> What do you want me to do, put a detour sign in my stomach? <laughs> You're just being unreasonable. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Mary? Your face isn't red anymore, it's blue. Oh, go away. Huh? All right, now take the scene again. Gosh. And Jack, remember, when you start proposing to Joan, be sure and get down on your knees. But Mitch, how can I get down on my knees when I'm hanging out of a window? Gosh, I'll fall down and break my neck. All right, what's the difference? It's only a rehearsal. Oh, this is awful. Say, Jack. Yes. What would you give to be back in Waukegan right now? Never mind that. <laughs> now, please, Mitch, let's get going here. I can't hang like this all day. All right, let's try it again. Oh, pardon me, Mr. Lyson. Uh, my name is Don Wilson. Oh. Yeah? Well, what are you, it's on your mind? Well, uh, I was just thinking... Uh, as Jack is so identified with Jell-O, couldn't you have him fall out of the window into a bowl of sliced bananas? Sliced bananas? Now, that'd be corny. <laughs> now, never mind that. Let's get through with this scene. I'm very uncomfortable here. All right, we'll shoot it this time. Light him up. Quiet on the set. We're turning. All right, ready? Right? Action? Oh, Vivian. Vivian. Conrad, why are you hanging out of that window? Are you crazy? No, but Lyson is. <laughs> Vivian, there's something I must say to you. I know what you're going to say, Conrad, but it can never be. But why not, dearest? You love me, don't you? Lunch! Lunch! Everybody lunch! Hey, wait a minute! What about me? Hey, get me down from here! Hey, Mitch! Mitch! Somebody help me! Take it easy, Jack. I'll bring you back a sandwich. Thanks, Mr. Zucker. Gee, he's a nice fella. If you want to make your family happy, just say homemade strawberry ice cream for dessert. Then give them the best they ever tasted. Smooth and creamy, luscious with that flavor of real strawberries, and uh, easy to make. Use Jell-O freezing mix for perfect strawberry ice cream. A lovely color, a perfect mixture, smooth and mellow and creamy. And what a taste. For in Jell-O freezing mix, you'll find real sliced strawberries and their own sweetened juice. Tempting and delicious as only real strawberries can be. And it's so easy to make, the, the youngsters could do it. All you do is open a can of Jell-O freezing mix, add milk and some whipped cream, and pour into the freezing tray of your refrigerator. Stir just once while it's freezing and get six servings of swell ice cream with that real homemade goodness. you like all six luscious flavors, strawberry, chocolate, vanilla, orange, pineapple, tutti frutti, and maple walnut. So why wait? Have a delicious treat tomorrow night. Homemade ice cream for dessert made just perfect 
with Jell-O Freezing Mix. last number of the 37th program in the new Jell-O series, and we'll be with you again next Sunday night at the same time. I want to thank Joan Bennett and Mitch Lyson for coming over here tonight and helping us out. Say, Jack. What is it, Mary? I was only kidding before. I think Joan is awfully cute. Yeah. And you know what? What? I'm going out to dinner with Mitch Lyson. You are? Well, then I'm going out with Joan. Are you ready, Joan? Right here, Jack. Uh, come on, let's go. Oh, but Mitch and I have a better time than you two. So do I. <laughs> Good night, folks. Says my heart is from Coconut Grove. Kenny Baker appears on the Jell-O program through courtesy of Mervyn Leroy Productions. This is the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs>